Hey, what's up? This is Devin Steele. Is this this mic on? Oh, yes, mic is on. I've been in here all day. Uh, (laughs) I'm hanging out with Ina Esco on the Verbally Effective podcast. So make sure that you check it out right here. Verbally Effective with Ina Esco. Hey, everybody. It's Nikki Chanel of Face Girl by Nikki Chanel. You need to follow me on Instagram at the underscore face girl that's g-y-r-l and i'm live with ina esco on the verbally effective podcast my guest for episode 71 of the verbally effective podcast is wayne williams born and raised in memphis tennessee wayne is a graduate of whitehaven high school he has a bs in marketing management from the university of memphis he is the father of two daughters a husband And he is currently a certified personal trainer, a strength and conditioning coach over there at Recess. My guest for episode 71 is Wayne Williams. Before we jump full throttle into the pod with Mr. Williams, let's check out the deets on Black Art-ish. Kelvin Woods presents Black Art-ish, the family reunion edition. A night filled with phenomenal artistic talent, unbridled culture, live performances, soulful music, and artistically fly fashions. The event will be Saturday, June 15th, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. at the Prop Cellar, 2585 Summer Avenue. Come and experience the collective of visual artists as they bring awareness to social issues through their individual creativity. The night will also include signature cocktails, an exclusive VIP experience, a live, on-location, verbally effective podcast, and the opportunity to have one-on-one personal interactions with world-renowned urban artists. Black Art-ish, the family reunion edition saturday june 15th at prop seller get your tickets today on eventbrite.com verbally effective ina esco here thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast today i want to send a major shout out to my producer dr sanaa layborn and also my creative director jet i digital that would be jeremy pride and with me i have a certified trainer Yes, you heard me, certified trainer. All you ladies and fellas out there trying to get summertime, fine. We're going to find out all the ins and outs of doing so today with Mr. Wayne Williams from The Recess. What's up, Wayne? What to do, Ina? How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Blessed and highly favored, as the Memphians say. As the Memphians say. Are you a Memphian? Born and raised. Okay, what part White Haven. Whitehaven. 3116, 3109, stand up. <laughs> <laughs> stand up. Okay, tell me about yourself growing up in Whitehaven. Wow, what can I say? I was born to a father. He was an MPD major. My mother was a Memphis City Schools teacher. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of discipline, a lot of education, a lot of do the right thing. Mm-hmm. So, Did you always do the right thing? I tried, mm-hmm. I tried, and I tried again, and hey, I think I came out pretty well. What were you involved in over there at the Haven? Ooh, you name it, any and everything. You know, Whitehaven Community Center days, you know, uh, YMCA, Davis YMCA, uh, John P. Freeman, Whitehaven High School, everything came out of Whitehaven, I was in it. Okay, so sports-wise, though, what did you play? I know you look, you know, you you already looking like a bodybuilder up in here, but what did you play? Uh, well, like I said, growing up in Whitehaven, uh, 
I think I start off like most kids, just joining the YMCA. My dad signed me up from gymnastics. And you were in gymnastics. I was in gymnastics. Wow. Yep. What? What? Okay. Specifically, what <laughs> in gymnastics? I was four, so it was just like <laughs> in the tumble. Right, like tumbling. tumbling. Can you walk on the beam? It's like okay, cool. <laughs> I can do that. And so, but okay. ironically enough, some of those same fundamentals that I can remember and learn those are very fundamental and implemented in my training sessions today. Because wow. as you can think about it, if you think about babies sitting in a squat position, yeah. very easy, very natural to them. Somewhere along the lines, as adults, we lost it. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I'm teaching people how to get it back. Yeah, the adults. The adults. Teaching the adults now. Teaching the adults. We have an adult playground. Oh, an adult playground. Okay, we're gonna jump. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> dig into the Wayne train soon. But before we go there, um, so you were very active. Sounds like uh, in high school. So, uh, what did you do after high school? Um, <clears throat> after high school, I attended Florida A and M University. I was part of the MBA program there. Uh, due to the fact in high school, I was part of a DECA program. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I was the state president for DECA at one point in time. Smart, smart, smart. Very smart, okay. but never really Style had up. any study skills. I just want to show it up, took a test, just naturally it. smart. Yeah, That's mom, like my son, my, my oldest son. He naturally smart. Right. Okay. Right. And so uh, I went to Florida a and Wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be. Why you say that? Um, HBCUs are a different experience. I think I gained a Right, okay. all right. I, I should have went to Lamar. <laughs> but uh, I do credit the fact that Florida A&M, due to its popularity, had a lot of people from around the country, a mm-hmm. lot of people from up north. I even had friends from as far as Alaska, Hawaii. And that's when I really fell in love with culture. Mm-hmm. You know, how people talk, what motivates them, you know, what they like to wear, you know, the different slang. Memphis people say, man, you know, Philadelphia, Joe, Young Bull, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, those different things. And... uh that would really spark my desire to like delve deep into things that really meant something to certain cultures. And uh, I really wanted to um, just digest as much as I could and bring it back to my city because, you know, Memphis is its own mentality, its own way of life, but it also opened my eyes to our logistical culture. Like Memphis yeah. has FedEx, we have the airport, we're in the middle of the country. So we get a lot of people that come yeah. in and out. All modes of transportation here. Right, right. We have people that unconsciously, to native people come in and add to our culture, mm-hmm. but our culture in itself is very strong. Very, very. So didn't you go to University of Memphis too? Oh uh, yeah, I wasn't a, a traditional student. I bounced around a few times in college trying to find myself. <laughs> Ain't no wrong with that. I eventually got my paperwork from University. Of you Memphis. got your paperwork. I'm, I'm a tiger, proud GTG all the way. Uh, so okay, so you claiming a uh, Memphis tiger? So what did you get your degree in? Marketing management. So how have you incorporated marketing management into your world today? <clears throat> well. Particularly for my demographic, you know, the urban demographic, mm-hmm. uh, I recognize there wasn't a large population of certified trainers who had legitimate training spots and did legitimate training, right? Not to say the guys who don't, not legitimate, but it's more of a hustle. It's like, It hey, seems man. like that. And, like- and there's no problem. I, I love it. I love the raw, go-getter nature of my mm-hmm. Memphis people. I love it. But, but- they're not certified. I don't know. Some of them maybe, some of them not. I don't. But know. most of them probably not, right? Probably not. Okay. But for me, it's like, hey man, I, I come from the same place as you. 
I'm just going to hustle my way a different way. I'm going to present uh, what I feel to be a more upfront approach, you know, telling people upfront what the price is, what we're going to do, um, get an opportunity to feel it out. Mm-hmm. You know, I think uh, we have a lot of commercial places in Memphis. Uh, we have the Planet Fitnesses, the Lifetime. Yeah, we got all that. Yeah, we got all that. But, you know, my thing was really about getting to know the person. You're not a number with mm-hmm. me. You know, you you getting genuine. one-on-one. Well, you getting the genuine me. You getting yeah. that that guy you went to school with. Oh, that's my friend. I, I know him. I, I, he's a cool guy. You getting that genuine, not like, hey, do this, do this, and get barked at. It's like you have input. You have uh, mm-hmm. a say in what goes on in the process of you becoming fit, so to speak. Right. And so I just like to relate to people. Well, that's good because, you know, like you mentioned, um, it's a very saturated market. Like, you know, of course, we all want to work out and improve ourselves. Of course, you know, it's a digital world. We're all looking at these images on <laughs> Instagram. You know, we got, you know, Beyonce right here, Cardi B, some with plastic surgery, some with some without. You know, a lot of women, you know, some of their insecurities come out or they just want to be healthy. Um, they do want to see a professional certified trainer. So what is the big difference between a certified trainer and that guy on Instagram saying, hey, look at me, and he might be I fine as hell. I lost 50 pounds. Let me show you how to do it, too. <laughs> look, he might be fine as hell, but he probably trying to holler at all his clients that come through the door. Well, that's just two different lines. So uh, I think uh, you, t- you touched on uh, two different uh, kind of points that my partners and I, we all would discuss. So the one is the the person who just got fed up with their life and they changed it and they lost 100 pounds and they're so happy that, hey, I should teach somebody else how to do it. Mm -hmm. That's great. But the difference between that person and a certified trainer is that as a certified trainer, you are educated in the knowledge that everybody's not the same. Mm -hmm. There are three different body types. There are different uh, makes up of the human body that you have to be aware of. So. While your 100-pound weight loss was due to you doing X, Y, Z, you made me the person with a whole different body type where that process just does not work for them. Mm -hmm. And so knowing how to do something, knowing what to do is the thing, not just duplicating something you did. Mm -hmm. So you said it's three different body types. What are the three different body types? Oh, you're going to make me go into my book, Mesomorph, Optomorph, Endomorph. Bam! Mesomorph? You Break have, it down for me. Basically, you have the three different bodies. You have the tall and skinnies. Okay, and that's you have the mesomorph? The, no. Now you got, now I'm about to put my foot in my mouth. All right, so <laughs> the, the octos. You have the tall, skinny. Octos. Yeah, then you have the mesomorphs who are more like uh, the short and stocky. I may be screwing this up. Somebody's going to be like, man, that's not right. But basically, you have three different body types. Tall, skinny. Then you have like the immediate athletic body type. And so that really tells us as trainers, how does your body respond to exercise? Does it respond better to resistance, high weights? Does it respond better to cardio? Mm-hmm. And it also has to correspond with the person's personal desire. Mm-hmm. Uh, me personally, being from the urban community, uh, I love my uh, ethnic groups and women. And, and sometimes the idea in their head doesn't match up with the actions that they're taking. Like what? Give me an example. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, I think uh, most of the African-American women who take pride in being curvy. Mm -hmm. They take pride in their curves. But when they say they get in shape, what's the first thing they do? I want to lose my hips. No, no. What do they do? Like, when somebody's not going to get in shape, what do they do? Go on a diet. Okay, after that. Physically. Um, 
physically. You start running. Start running. I'm just going to run. I'm just going to oh, be on this okay. treadmill. Be on here for an hour. I'm just going to do this. And then they do that and they lose. I'm like, yeah, girl, I'm doing it. Then like three or four months later, like, where my hips go? Like, why? Oh, I miss my, I miss my hips. I miss my curves. It's like, what do I do? You know. Right. And so that where that is where the knowledge comes into where, hey, lift a couple weights. Mm-hmm. Then you get. Well, I want to look like a man. Mm-hmm. You don't have testosterone. <laughs> it's not going to happen unless <laughs> right. you take steroids and you want to become this female bodybuilder. Ooh, it's not no. going to happen. Wow. So that's the type of things and perceptions I deal with on a day-to-day basis. And you know what? That's interesting, um, like being a certified trainer, because I'm pretty sure, like I mentioned before, you got women with um, different things going on with them. You probably, I'm sure, have to assess them mentally as well before you come up with a regimen for them, right? Uh, the mental aspect is the biggest That's part like of my training. Thing. How you say, I send people home every day based on just their mindset. And I can tell. Really? Yes, I can. Because most of my uh, training know-how comes from actual experience. Yeah, I'm certified. I've been through the books. I took the test. I passed. But as a lifelong athlete, I've literally seen those different body types in motion in the athletic arena. I've seen the tall, skinny guys playing basketball. I've seen the shorter, stocky guys playing football. Mm-hmm. I've seen the intermediate guys playing basketball. I've seen, I've literally hands-on trained these guys, saw them day in and day, and saw how they responded. So when I see a person comes in and say, they want to do X, Y, Z, they want to tell me what to do, then I see their movements with my own eyes, and I go like, no. <laughs> That's not what you need. No. Nah. And then, well, no, this is what I want to do. Okay, since you're telling me what you want to do, how about you save some money and go to Planet Fitness and do whatever you like? Mm. Those type That's of how you do it. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. You gotta have the mind. If you don't, if you don't come with the mindset of willing to learn and willing to have an open mind and take a journey, mm-hmm. uh, the Wayne Train is all about a journey, and a journey never stops. Mm-hmm. Like the marathon continues. The marathon right? continues. Yeah. Yes. Now you got the whole. Um, trap music going on <laughs> in the background like you know i like that because that's gonna mm-hmm. motivate me like on a workout mm-hmm. like how is the scenery and the setup over there at recess you said it's a, a dull playground <clears throat> right right shout out to my guy brooks meadows uh he was the founder of recess uh brooks uh backgrounds was basically in crossfit and so crossfit is great the culture uh proclaims to be all inclusive but my guy had a, a idea he was like man I have a hundred some clients. I have two black people. So mm-hmm. how all inclusive is this? Uh, he decided to go serve in an urban uh, school district in Kip. He recognized that our urban community has very is vast and wealthy in physical talent, but no instruction, mm-hmm. no one to teach that kid the proper mechanics to run and to harness that speed to win a track meet, mm-hmm. to harness that strength to be a football player, to harness that. Uh, athletic ability to be a basketball player and make something of yourself with your God-given talents. And so given that idea, he started Recess to bring us back to the days when we were younger, when we literally looked forward to going outside and playing. I used to love Recess. Right. And so you went outside, you did some monkey balls, you worked your upper body, mm-hmm. you know, you did some uh, swings, you worked your core. No one realizes that swinging is a core exercise. Because you're going back and forth. And right to generate here. that? Yes. Yes, it's I a core you. exercise. So you didn't say, I'm going to work my core today. I'm going to get on these swings. Mm-hmm. So you worked out. You came home. You were sweaty. You were dirty. You were tired. You were active. 
You know what? I didn't even put two and two together with that with recess. Now, but you you put that on my mind. I used to love going to recess. We got monkey bars and swings at recess. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Now, what are some of the misconceptions about working out, especially with women? <clears throat> to generalize it, I, I believe working out, that whole phrase, I'm working out. I'm working out today. At recess, we like to say we're working in because mm. we're working on our internal selves. Mm-hmm. We're working on who we are as a person and how can we physically impact our environments. So, for example, uh, I'm a father. Uh, as a father, you love picking your child up and tossing him in the air. And one of the things we teach at recess is like teaching you how that is a fundamental functional move in fitness, which we call a deadlift. Mm-hmm. So if you can learn the deadlift, you can learn how to strengthen your body to lift your kids and be strong and play with them. Mm-hmm. So that smile on your kids like, man, my daddy taught me in there. Ha! <laughs> you know, oh, my daddy can do this. As opposed to, you know, my dad's always on the couch with a beer. You know, okay. it's like those type of things that we want to strengthen people to work in. And then we also want to create the environment where it's all about you. For one hour out your day, maybe two, you just say, it's all about me. Even the kids, hey, no, I'm strengthening myself. Because sometimes we might lift weight. Sometimes we might lie, lie down on soft mats and breathe. Mm. Right? So, again, younger kids recess, what, nap time, right? Mm-hmm. Who wouldn't want a nap time as an adult, right? <laughs> like, forget, me! <laughs> forget all this. I'm going to take a nap. And if you wow. want to do that recess, you're more than welcome. <laughs> wow. It will cost you, though. I know, right? So, like, just thinking about, like, the fitness culture right now, the whole culture, you know, everybody wants to be fit. Um, There's, I guess, more of um, a focus on fitness now, uh, physically eating right things of that nature. What what does the fitness culture look like nationally versus the specific Memphis fit culture? Yeah. I'm I'm still delving into that <laughs> whole realm myself right now because Memphis is the home of barbecue, right? And so you 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 have this idea that oh I go do a little workout and do this and people don't really associate uh, activity intake and outtake so mm-hmm. to speak. And so basically as a certified trainer we know if somebody wants to lose weight it's a simple mathematical issue of uh, burning off more than I take in calories calories count and before you get into what type of calories and all those things starting there hey if i'm skinny and i want to get bigger hey put in more calories then you burn off surplus deficit simple math right and so i think what happens in in the national culture we get caught up in how we do that right so is it the atkins is it keto is it weight watchers mm-hmm. is it uh jenny craig is it whatever you can think of is it hydroxy cut is it is it, it the Beyonce diet? Is it the Beyonce diet? Is <laughs> it's, it's whatever? Is it lipo? Is it lipo? Mm. Now we're delving into more cultural things. What I tell people the difference between aesthetics and actual strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, everybody wants a six pack. We hear that I want a six pack. Mm-hmm. And again, as a certified trainer, we know that the visual six pack is aesthetic, and that visual aesthetic may not literally be a strong core. So I've known people who just have a decent diet, watch their intake, outtake, and develop a six-pack. Don't touch a weight. Don't do anything. Mm-hmm. While other people may seem non-aesthetically pleasing, it's a little round mouth, but they could probably 
do as many sit-ups and do core work, you wouldn't believe. You know, static hold, different nature. And <laughs> the biggest <laughs> example of that, my dad was a cop, so I saw it a lot of times. It was really funny. Like, I think about the time. People who've been to prison, Mm-hmm. If you had a head, I, I know I have plenty of people go to jail. They come home, they kind of buff. Yeah, but it's like they smooth buff, though, right? They not, they not on a Schwarzenegger. They are not cut up, right? It's but they kind of, it's like it's like that jail buff, yeah. right? You know, y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's like that that smooth buff, and then you think about what's the nutritional value of jail meals? All right. You think they're getting five star meals that's keto approved and all these things? They're getting carbs. A protein, yeah. generally speaking, bread, mm-hmm. a meat, and some type of vegetable, right? In a very general form. Very general. But they got a lot of free time. They got, so they, of- they do the actual physical <laughs> exercise. So that's why I kind of use that as an example to kind of show how fitness and nutrition are need to be hand in hand. It need mm-hmm. to be hand in hand because while my most committed clients who come six days a week, it's only six hours. Mm-hmm. That's six hours out your whole week. That's 24 hours out your whole month. Right. You're responsible for all you of other hours. You do some more work. You eating three, four times a day. So mm-hmm. every choice you make when you eat, that's way more important than anything I can teach you. Any one exercise you can do. Mm-hmm. I didn't invent them. I just show you how to do them, right? Yeah. And, and lace them together, put them together like a recipe, mm-hmm. like a chef. So. Wow. Now, just thinking about, you know, going back to women and body images have you do you have clients that may have had uh plastic surgery and you know I know like from my understanding if you have plastic surgery or even like let's say you get a gastric bypass to lose weight type situations you gotta work out with it to get that look you want right yes and so then again it goes back to the perception and and mind frame so while I draw the line at medical procedures for me, like I can't recommend, I don't recommend, but I don't judge people that do it. Mm-hmm. I also, I always ask people why. So I have several clients who've already had some surgery done before they came to me. I have people who have had it done during the time they've been with me. Wow. And so I simply ask them, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing it? And in this day and age, I don't judge anyone. So some people who uh, gastric bypass saved their life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a breast implant motivates and gives you self-esteem to go out and eventually work out. Mm -hmm. But I think the problem, only thing I caution people to do is that that surgery or that procedure shouldn't make you. It shouldn't make you be because like we live live in a world of visuals, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Mm -hmm. So we see these things and it's like, hey. If you just want to look good, you get that surgery, that's that's fine. But just know that's what you're doing. Don't get plastic surgery, then come on Instagram and tell people, hey, I worked out, I worked hard for this. It's a lot of that. It's a whole lot of that. <laughs> but, hey. Can you see it, world. like, right off, like, as a certified trainer, can you, like, spot it? Like, oh, she had surgery. Oh, no, nah, she worked in. She put that work in. Can you do that as a certified trainer? Uh, To an extent, because it's levels to, the, to everything, right? Mm-hmm. So, like. Like we uh, watched the uh, <laughs> She's Gotta Have It on Netflix, like where the lady had the back hotel, you know, mm-hmm. butt injection. You oh, did, yeah, you did can, you see the new season? Yeah, did I just you? watched it. My wife I couldn't watch show. the whole thing because she went back to the the booty shot doctor in the in the motel. You didn't watch it? I, I saw when I saw that. I was like, I don't see, know if I'm gonna I'm finish. On, I'm gonna play too. spoiler alert for all the fans. Do it, do it. I don't she hear. set him up. It was a sting. Oh, she, she was getting set him arrested. Up. 
up. Oh. Yeah, so she, she went through it, and then at the very end, the police bust in and arrest her later. Wow. You've yeah. had clients with booty shots? Yes. I've had that clients won't affect, with booty like, you know how you heard about, like, Nicki Minaj booty leaking before, or yes. Cardi B. She even had to, like, yes. postpone her tour because right. of a recent lipo right. and, you know, didn't want to mess anything up. Like, you have to be, like, on a whole nother regimen with someone that may have had surgery recently? Because you said you worked with them before. So. Um, <laughs> well, uh, just speaking from a direct experience, I had a, a client who did uh, have a blood enlargement procedure. And the only issue was it was that I cautioned her to how soon to allow the healing process to mm -hmm. take place. And so I just cautioned her that, you know, we're going to, you know, be cautious of that situation. We're not going to do anything that's high impact or me judging her agility level to see how coordinated she is to say, hey, man, uh, doing something that requires a lot of footwork that may cause her to fall on her yeah. butt may not be the best idea. Mm -hmm. But it's just, you know, giving people the, the power and confidence to say, hey, I'm not comfortable doing it. Mm -hmm. And me as a trainer saying, okay, give you something else. Let's modify that. Let's do those things. So I believe in, in this day and age, people, your body is your body. What you want to do with it is what you want to do with it. Mm -hmm. But as long as you can participate and keep up and perform the exercises and, you know, have a good attitude, hey, yeah, I'm not really an opponent to it. I've seen sometimes, like, they have strong opinions, like, no, don't do that. But, hey, this is America. <laughs> you got the money to go stick whatever in your put or whatever you want to <laughs> go. By all means, I'm not judging. Um Good friends with uh, Kay Michelle, and we all know the process that she's going through. Oh, yeah, think, she's getting it removed. Yeah, it's all gone. Oh, it's uh, all a, gone as now? I'm uh, up to date. And I think if anybody knows Kay, she's 100% honest and upfront. And I love the fact that she's sharing her journey mm -hmm. and her experience uh, with the world because I actually knew her before. Mm -hmm. And so when she had it done, it was like, Kay, you Is know. Is she your client? No, she's not. Okay. She's not, but she is a close friend. She 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 knows I'm doing it. So mm -hmm. look forward to it one day, something popping off for me and Kay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I know a lot of people that actually go through the Wayne train. <coughs> train gang. Train gang, Wayne train. Yeah. So they, they love uh, the entire um, regimen that you have set up with them. And women are comfortable with you as a trainer because you hear oftentimes some trainers, you know, they have a lot of female clients and, you know, they're trying to get a lot of female clients. You know, they may be fucking the clients, you know, stuff that's very unprofessional. But I heard that you are very professional. But why is there a big stigma with male trainers and females? Is it because you're... You're in such close proximity, and you're working out, and you're sweating. I mean, what's the big deal with it? Why people, men can't stay professional with it? Some of them. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can speak for myself. I'm a happily married uh, man. My wife is Miosha Williams. She's a top makeup artist here in Memphis. And she's also from the hood as well. So she okay. don't play that, first okay. of all. So any correspondence I have, she has access to, she sees, she she actually helped me out with women intuition, that type of thing. Because I'm, I'm a trainer. I'm a man. So I'm oblivious to half of the stuff that happens. Mm -hmm. I have heard, you know, all the crazy stories about that. Uh, but to me, really, I kind of look at it from a, you know, biology scientific level you're in close proximity with some 
with someone, you're sweating. That's what I was thinking. Is that the big l- thing? Little clothes, you're <laughs> seeing it, pheromones, hormones. I'm not a doctor, but you know, somewhere along those lines get crossed, and uh, it, 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 I've heard it about happening. But for me, I follow, I'm part of the little Duval clan. I'm rich, bro. I ain't got time for it. <laughs> you ain't got I'm time for it. I'm trying to go home. It. I'm trying to keep all my limbs. And, you know, my mm-hmm. wife don't play that. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm blind Wifey to it. Wifey don't play that. I'm, I'm blind to it. But um, I, for you saying it, that, that, I take pride in that. Because yes. I just, Your I just, and really again, again, enjoyed. like I said before, yeah. it was me recognizing a void in the industry, specifically mm-hmm. for Memphis, that there weren't any trainers, especially in the urban community that I knew of, that really were presenting themselves in a professional In a professional way. manner, yes. Right. Like I'm I'm cool, hang out, shoot the shit with you with everybody, but business is business and people know me, I, I always joke say I'm Chick fil A. Chick fil A. I try to be Chick fil A. Okay. To a point, right? Okay. So tell me the whole idea behind Wayne Train. The whole idea behind Rain Train is, uh, I guess, uh, kind of started with uh, we working out with my wife, and um, we get to, we were going into a workout, and she just stopped, and I didn't recognize she stopped, and I just kept going, mm-hmm. and she and we get home, she's like, "Dang boy, you you don't stop, dude, like a damn train or something." <laughs> I was like, "What?" And she go, "That should be your name, Rain Train," because uh, at the time we were following Kevin Hart. His trainer is called Jess Train, and we see a lot of people incorporating Train in their names. And I think people just jokingly call me Wayne Wayne for a long time. He just mm-hmm. kind of Wayne Train. It was kind of funny, mm-hmm. and he just stuck. Oh, one of your, your former guests, uh, Nikki Chanel, kind of responsible for kind of pushing it. Like, oh yeah, you the Wayne Train, and this and Wayne Train. And the motto is journey never stops. We take a journey, and it never stops. Never stop. Don't stop. Don't quit. Now, how do you get someone motivated <clears throat> to start working out? You know, somebody that especially needs to. How do I get them motivated? How do you motivate someone? Is that something I, I hard to do? I you don't. don't. They either want to do it or they don't. Exactly. It, you like, nah, I don't do yeah. that. I, I, <laughs> no, I, and I, I make a clear distinction there because I literally have people, when they come to me, they hear about, oh, the words, and they get to like, this kinda, not what I thought. You kind of laid back. I need somebody that's going to push me. And you like, look, you paying a pretty penny to come here. Mm-hmm. So if the amount of money you paying to come here doesn't motivate you, I don't know what to tell you. You know, but I think uh, one of the key mental uh, components I try to uh, plant the seeds in people's mind is like, do you sleep well at night knowing what you put out today? Mm-hmm. When you go through the course of your day, when you sleep at night, did you give forth the ever effort in any aspect of your life? Did you be the best worker? Did you be the best family member? Did you do anything to the best of your ability? And that's the only question you can answer yourself. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I kind of use as motivation. It's like, can you deal with yourself? Only you know if that was your best effort. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say, show me. Show me. A lot of my clients, they know, like, sometimes we do exercises where numbers just don't matter. It's like, I want to see you physically exhaust yourself. Don't think you about, I'm about to die. Be, oh, this is hurting. Your body would fall out if you hurt. <laughs> Your body has a limit. When you put yourself to the limit, you will faint. You will fall out. Mm-hmm. Don't lie to yourself. Again, being the Bible belt, life and death is on the tongue, right? Mm-hmm. And so right. if you speak that into the world, you're probably going to believe it. Are oh, we about to die? We're going to fall out. But if you push yourself <laughs> and you really reach that point, you learn about yourself, right? That's you true. discover things about yourself that you never thought um, 
So that's the motivation I try to instill people. It's about you. Mm-hmm. It's you, you looking at the person. You either you want it or you don't. No, I don't think. I mean, there are people who have the gift of motivation. I think I might have a little bit, but I think reverse psychologies, things like that, are kind of my trip to the trade. I use like, hey, mm-hmm. you can come sit in here all you want to. You already paid your money. It makes my job easier. Okay. Right. So it's like you got to <laughs> deal with you posting. I'm on. I just started working out, and people following you. Mm-hmm. Hey, girl, I thought you were working out. Are you? Are you? <laughs> Uh, well, what had happened was, yeah, right. <laughs> Big shout out to my producer, Sanai. She, she'll go on her Insta story. She's like, <laughs> okay, about to work out. Am I going to die today? We'll see. And then she'll come back and she's alive. <laughs> <laughs> but you know she put in that work. Man, she is a very strong individual. Uh, and so I think... Um, my experience with her so far is like I learned a lot because uh, some of the things that <clears throat> I incorporated in my workout, she's exceeded tremendously. You know, uh, we have a workout where we call max out, where it's like you do as many as you can. But as a trainer, we still had this kind of range of number in our head, right? Mm-hmm. One day she comes out to her max out. She's going like, you want me to stop? I'm like, yeah, that's good. Like, just, <laughs> just you keep going. Right, like, you going to keep going. So it's like, you know, you learn. And so mm-hmm. I think she learned a lot about herself during that, uh, that session. And mm-hmm. so, again, it's the journey. It's the journey and creating the atmosphere, creating a platform, creating the opportunity, creating a space for people to explore and take a journey within themselves. Because mm-hmm. in my workouts, I'm going to see how your nutrition through those rest of the hours a week I talked about play out. So I can see the people who drink Coca-Colas every day. Oh, you can Bunch eat. of sugar. They come in, I'm not going to fuck this up. 15 minutes later, oh, my God, I can't breathe. You know, they, like, bottom out real quick. And then you see uh, the people who eat a lot of fried foods, a lot of uh, what they do. processed or my do. stomach. I'm about to throw up. Uh, okay. file in the stomach. That, that oil gets to mixing in the stomach. It gets to churning. Like, oh, oh, my God. What would you just eat? I had some honey gold wings while I got here. Like, what? <laughs> You do that? Popeyes, like <laughs> seriously, like again, you learn about yourself. Don't do it next time. Mm-hmm. Simple. Wow. Now, what does a client for the Wayne Train looks like? Is it like a former professional athlete? What What does a client for you look like? Or does it vary? Um, it it varies somewhat. I think for me. The majority of my training hours are early morning and daytime. Uh, I'm a family man, so I make time in the evening for my children. But the uh, majority of my clients are either entrepreneurs, uh, small business owners. Uh, recess particularly caters to teachers, so I have a, a significant uh, teacher base. Uh, teachers receive 20% off at recess. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of that. Uh, I think one of my uh, uh, most energetic clients is Paula Rayford and so Paula mm-hmm. uh, everybody knows uh, the world famous disco uh, like I said uh, Nikki Chanel makeup mm-hmm. artist freelance makeup artist uh, Sunai she's a, a professor so she has you know leeway with her time and day so that's mostly who I, I cater to now initially I got back into the business due to me uh, transitioning out of my former job with a local athletic ministry to where I had an AAU basketball team and mm-hmm. so my team matriculated and, you know, played through the middle school years, and we got to ninth grade. We got to high school. And I said, look, guys, mm-hmm. if you're not on that path to go to college and I get, you know, 
college coaches calling me, want you to try out, and you're not making your grades in school, this is over. I got kids of my own. I'm not going to be that, no disrespect, I'm not going to be that guy that spends his whole life in the gym trying to, mm-hmm. you know, nurture the next Penny Hardaway and think. I know a lot of men. I have a lot of respect for them. I just knew in my heart it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. I knew specifically and clearly that my time to serve was short, and at the time I had to do it, I was going to do the best I could and hopefully plant a seed in a young man's uh, mind and heart to when he got my age, he would reciprocate. He would give mm-hmm. back, uh, teaching, you know, to give back. And so that's all I wanted to do. And so we got the ninth grade with this team, and the guy just begged, Coach, one more year, one more <laughs> coach. We just want one more year. I said, all right, in order to get this one more year, I need you to show up in the gym. So the first month, we're not touching the basketball. We're getting stronger. And that goes back to my philosophy on the culture in Memphis. When I grew up, I was four years old on a basketball team. My very first basketball coach was the legendary Herb Wright, uh, Lorenzen Wright's father. Mm. And, you know, I grew up with coaches like Larry Finch, Ronnie Robinson, you know, these guys. But as a kid, I didn't know anything was special about that. So I was taught the game of basketball from an early age, you know, the Jerry Dovers, those type of people of the world. And so <laughs> when I see kids now through my experience with the ministry that most of these community centers are closed, most of these programs for our kids are, are, are non-existent. Mm-hmm. So we have... Uh, a large uh, population of young black males who dream of being professional athletes but don't even get to be coached in a proper way so they probably reach middle school. Mm-hmm. So you got three or four years of them playing in the neighborhoods, making up their own rules, making up their own calls, getting all the habits that they think mm-hmm. is cool, the, the crossovers, the, 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 good the tricks, no fundamentals. <laughs> and so they get to middle school and you get a real coach and say, hey, you're not good. Mm-hmm. And they freak heart out. Just broke. Right, their heart is broken. And but for me, I know that life is life. And so what I what I decided to do is say, Oh, you think you're good? You think so as long as you have a good attitude, as long as you respect your mother, do great in school, I will give you an opportunity to go play teams across the country. I took teams from LeBron James County in Akron, Ohio. I took them to Texas, Atlanta. And what I found out a lot of those kids were more impressed with the hotel than they were with playing the actual basketball game. Oh, wow. And so so for me, it was more of a life lesson. Um, I think all the real coaches know that if I can make you a better person, a better man, a better member of society, I want. I don't care about your performance on the court. That's just up to, between you and God, <laughs> you know. And so um, back to my story by my team. We got the ninth grade. I said, hey, show up at the gym. One of my buddies, uh, Emmanuel Hassel, shots no Hassel Gym, great guy, gave me an opportunity to bring my team in. To train them. I show up. I'm ready to train my team. No one shows up. They didn't want to go do the gym workout. They, they wanted to not, touch that ball. They wanted to touch the body. Wanted to shoot that three. They wanted to dunk. They wanted to do all these things. I'm sitting there like, guys, you're playing against kids who are paying trainers. They're paying. You know how much this costs? Like, I'm giving it to you for free. Mm. Didn't resonate. I didn't judge them because I was a hard-headed kid once upon a time. I understood. And so being in that situation, uh, my guy extended me the opportunity to say, well, since you're here, man, I got a couple of people you know, can you help me out? And just snowball from there. That's how the Wayne Train began. That's how the Wayne Train began. I, I was certified years ago from college from playing basketball. Mm-hmm. My trainers saw my work ethic. Um, my AU team when I was younger, we trained with a man named Dean Lotz, a legendary trainer in the city of Memphis. And I think one session Dean kind of looked at me and looked like, Hey man, you got a little, little something going. And i never forget that. And from there, I took great pride in my work ethic so far. Staying fit, staying 
I won't say healthy because that's a separate thing. I, I stayed fit. You know, I've always kid and get my little push-ups in here and there. <laughs> but uh, it wasn't until I experienced, you know, that AAU team and I end up losing my job for actually having a team. How you do that? Nah, long story. It was it was a conflict of interest because the ministry didn't want competitiveness oh. and AAU is very competitive. And very. so, you know, I was using vacation days to take kids on tournaments and trips and things of that nature. And it, just kind of didn't uh, align with the mission of the ministry anymore. And, and it was it was a lesson for me because it really forced me to take all my gifts, all my talents, mm-hmm. all my life experiences, and, again, give back in a different way and give back in a different platform. Yeah. And me having younger kids that were coming up in age, maybe working with kids was kind of over with because, again, I knew my time was short. Mm-hmm. This is the time. Let me come back home, you know, be, be daddy. Mm-hmm. But – let's help some of these adults because maybe some of these adults didn't get the chance to play on a team. They didn't get the chance to do these things. So now they're older and they have kids and they can't even keep up with them. They can't yeah. pick their kid up. They can't go to the park and run with them and enjoy it. And so those are the type of things we want to strengthen people to do. I bet you see a lot of parallels between when you coached AAU with those young men to the adults you work with now. I bet you see a lot of different parallels between just, you know, People trying to learn different methods of something new. Well, it's more so people think they know what they're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, where did you get that? Well, I Googled it. You Googled it? I lived it. You know, I literally yeah. played against, you know, guys who stood in the NBA now. I literally have family members who went to the NBA. I literally, you know, uh, was coached and trained under Lamar Orange, Jerry Johnson. And, yes. and for the real big basketball bus. Jerry Johnson is like so close to the origin of basketball. You just don't, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Like he literally would talk about James Naismith, who invented basketball like on a first name basis. Mm-hmm. And that's like so amazing. Like I can remember being around Coach Johnson. He was almost mad that we dribbled too much because he remember when you couldn't dribble a basketball. The origins of basketball, it wasn't a bouncing ball, it was like a medicine ball. You had to pass it. Dribbling wasn't invented then. Wow. And so those type of things. Mr. And so, Johnson, legendary. Legendary. Because, like, when you think about it, you're like, how old is he? Like, 95? He up like there and will still go to the games. And then do you think about basketball is only, like, what, 110, 120 years old. So mm-hmm. he's there. Like, he lived wow. it. And so for me, I had a special place in my heart and love for the game. Mm-hmm. And so, but even with Coach Johnson, he raised men. A lot of his players are what? professionals, business mm-hmm. owners, principals. There are very strong members of the community. They, they very are. few members of his team not doing anything productive. That, that's period. true. That is true. That is true. Now, speaking of basketball, because we are definitely talking a lot about basketball. <laughs> um, basketball. You know, we're in the NBA Finals right now, right? Right. And <clears throat> have you heard about Drake causing a lot of drama um, Drake. 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 <laughs> With the NBA officials. So for the NBA finals, we got the Warriors and the Raptors. Is this like the Raptors' first time in yep. the NBA finals, right? Okay, so you know, Drake doing his thing on Drake. the sideline, going in. <laughs> he massaging the coach's shoulders. You know, he doing Drake. So yeah. they said the NBA officials actually had a sit down with the Raptors, I guess, coaching team. It was like, hey, your boy Drake needs to tone it down. We about to do the finals. We can't have him acting a fool on 
the uh, sidelines anymore. What do you think about this whole Drake effect with the NBA Finals? I love it. I do too. I love it. I, I want to like see what it. he gonna do next. Me too. I mean, it's. I mean, if you go to NBA game, the NBA has allowed the commercialization and the the money grabbing market to take over, which is I think it's cool. If you look at the game, they now allow fans who can afford it to sit in seats directly beside the bench, in between the bench and the check-in I've table. I noticed that. I've noticed they that. did that. So who do you think gonna sit there? Drake, Drake, two chains, everybody who can afford it. You yeah. know, some local Memphis guys I've seen do that a couple of times. But like, what you gonna do? You allowed them to sit five feet away from the athletes. Yeah. And I think it goes back to some of the things Russell Westbrook brought up. It's like, hey, we got to kind of, I can't come on somebody else's job and yell in their ear and call them and all type of things. Like, where do we draw too. the line? Like, true, where do we draw the line? And so you think about, the, uh, I believe it's Utah. They had a big thing in Utah where they feel like a lot of NBA players said their fans uh, consistently spew racial remarks. Mm-hmm. You know, then you think, think about what kind of community makes up Utah. You know, I didn't. I don't know anything about Utah, but I've heard that, you know, and then you have those incidents where they're so close to the court, fans are. So any loose ball, you're seeing players dive into the stand. You're seeing beers and popcorn flying. Yeah. You know, people potentially injuring themselves. Mm-hmm. So Drake is having fun. He should. Drake is having fun, and I think Toronto did a great job making him the ambassador or whatever he is <laughs> for the team. You know, he's from Memphis. He could have showed us their love, too, but, you know. Yeah, he going to rep. He going to rep yeah, Canada. It's okay. But check it out. Wasn't Drake like a big Warriors fan? Steph Curry with the shot. Uh, didn't he have like some lines about Steph? But I guess, right. you know, in the end of the day, he's going to choose. Well, he's supposed to, what, what he says, he's the sixth god. So, all yeah. that. so he, he got to rep the home in the hip hop culture. You got to rep your hometown. Now, you know, still on the basketball topic, um, (laughs) we kind of talked about this a little bit before the pod began. We saw the story about they're saying that LeBron James and Dwayne Wade's sons are actually about to go to the same high school and maybe play on the same team together. What do you think about the likelihood of that allegedly happening? Um, I don't know, but I think it speaks uh, back to my point about the – the structure and the leadership of Memphis. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things I saw even back in the years, 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 way back, way back, when I played, when you play teams, say, from New York or these Los Angeles, their school system and culture is set up to recognize young, gifted athletes at an early age and create uh, prep schools, uh, private schools for them to attend. And, and in Memphis, it's almost like if I'm at a public school and I can play, I'm just stuck. I don't really have a lot of options to go. So I think uh, I think what Penny did at East uh, was very significant in the culture of Memphis, showing us that, hey, man, we got to give these kids an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And even with him lending his time and talents to, to help out that school, he faced backlash from our legislation about what games they could play and who they could play and when. This is a nationally ranked team that he's bringing national attention to our city, and now we're trying to stifle him. Why is that? If I had to answer, I think I would be in charge of something major. But <laughs> it's just the culture. So when that. you see uh, guys like LeBron and D-Wade, who are in their own right very uh, much pillars in their own community, LeBron James starting the, the school back in his hometown, mm-hmm. uh, Dwayne Wade doing all the wonderful things you hear about him doing, mm-hmm. 
It's like we like to see people in those positions who have the power, who have the resources to give their children all the opportunities in definitely. the world. And any parent would definitely, if they had a choice, could do it. Not like the other parents paying to go to college and do all that other stuff. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's a whole nother topic. Whole nother you know topic. what? This week, I like to li- listen to different podcasts. And I've been stuck on a particular podcast that's been highlighting um, the USC scandal mm-hmm. with the parents paying um, astronomical amounts for their kids to enroll. Take They were paying the proctors. At the that was administering the the ACT the SATs to make sure their kids you know score was on point you know they were photoshopping their pictures um, in the sporting pictures to make it look like my child was canoeing I mean the list that they went was crazy but this man was paid do you hear me this man was seventy five G's just to go get the test hooked up. I mean, and I remember talking with my father about it when when that story first broke. And he said, baby, that been happening. It's just not getting exposed in this kind of manner. But, sweetie, that's been happening. I mean, like, the audacity. Right. I mean, we have the whole NCAA, whether they need to pay the athletes to make that whole talk. Then we have the... The, the idea that, you know, scholarships for athletes and athletes being paid to play who are actually athletes. But the notion of celebrities paying for their kids to Man. get in school and they're they're using scholarships and athletic programs as the And that's taken away from up. somebody that needed. How hard is it to get in USC though? It's right. like y'all already can you paid? just name drop like hey Hello? I got a movie coming out. Let my kid in. You would have got in, right? Go you buy a building on the campus. You can I still mean, afford the tuition though, right? Uh, yes. That is I don't crazy. Get it. It's beyond me. Because this podcast kind of like broke down like how some of the kids who were not as fortunate missed out on scholarships, you know, and they come from, you know, broken homes and bad communities and really needed that scholarship and were like passionate about the sports. So I was like, that's so fucked up. I don't know if it's too many that did that, but yeah. It's fucked know. up. It's crazy. It's, it's the world we live in. It's like it's a capitalist society. It's. Rich get richer. Definitely. Well, Wayne, get on the inner train because it's time for the Verbally Effective Minute. Are you ready? Let's get it. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to just pop off these questions (coughs) and you got to spit from the dome, okay? Got to spit from the dome. First question, NBA Finals, who are you going for and why? Raptors or the Warriors? Warriors. Why? Because I like Steph Curry where he changed the game. He just changed the game. Okay, he changed the game. Okay. Who do you prefer to train? Former athletes or entrepreneurs? Entrepreneurs. Because I want to make them strong in life because they're still competing. Yeah. They still have a competitive mindset. Okay. I got you. I got you. Last question. Leg day or arm day? Both. Both. Pick Four one. Body. Pick one. Leg day or arm day. Never skip leg day. Why not? Because that's what everybody say on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> leg day. Leg you day. choose leg day. Okay, you've survived the verbally effective minute. Now, Wayne, I want to thank you so much for coming on the pod. But before we end things, I want to know what sets Wayne Train. Wayne Williams apart from the rest in such a saturated market 
with this whole fitness culture, with all these trainers we see on IG. What sets you apart, Wayne? Experience. Uh, I've been living an athletic life since I was age four. And so it's not anything I learned from a book. It's things I actually have done, experienced, seen, touched, felt, smelt, all those things that make me who I am. I, I care for people. I care for their well-being. I care for them to make the promises to themselves and keep it. I don't want you to lie to yourself. If you want it bad enough, I can show you the path. I can coach you along the way. I can support you as much as you support yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference with the Wayne Train. Okay, Wayne Train. So is there anyone you want to shout out? You want to shout out your recess crew? What's, what's going on next with you, Wayne? Oh, man. We uh, so ooh, got a lot of stuff. So recess new summer programming starts this Saturday, uh, June the 1st. Uh, shout out to my guy Brooks, Hal, John, Cameron, 901PT, all my people at recess. Shout out to all my train gang uh, members and riders. Um, the biggest thing up next for train gang, dropping tomorrow, the Wayne Train Fitness dot come we're going nationwide international with the gang with the train so drop a little gem on your e anybody listen to the podcast go to the website drop in verbally effective in the code and receive a special discount off all my online products oh i like that discount what they all they got to do is type in verbally effective and they're gonna get the discount they're gonna get the discount i got some nice uh online programs i got a couch to 5k i got some no gear no worry program so you don't things you can do at home i got things you do in the gym i got a lot of different things coming and and people who know i got a lot of different uh supplement companies and apparel things Mm. working so be on the lookout for wayne train fitness WayneTrainFitness.com. And other than the website, how can everybody else get in touch with you? Uh, Wayne at Recess901.com. Uh, the Recess website is Recess901.com. Uh, have a lot of fun things. We have uh, a new obstacle course class we mm, just started this weekend. Yes, we as a group, we're developing uh, crew members and team members to do a um Spartan race mm. this October in Atlanta. So we have my guy Brooks leading that class up. Uh, my guy John Benz is starting a fundamental bodybuilding class. Wow. So if you want to kind of get that nice, strong is body like for the summer. Men and women, women of do course. the bodybuilding? Of course, okay. of course. Okay. Bodybuilding. And me, you know, I do my thing in the mornings and trying to keep it fresh and keep it funky. I kind of approach my training like an artist. Mm-hmm. The gym is my canvas. I get there and we vibe out. We feel the mood, and we just take that journey. You're creative. I'm a very. <laughs> I see you, Wayne. I want to thank you so much for coming by the Verbally Effective Podcast. You're my guest for episode 71, and you are indeed verbally effective, Wayne. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs>